You're listening to the Elvis Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast, the channel that is devoted 100% to the life and career of the biggest selling recording artist of all time, with your host, Steve Francis. Hello and welcome to Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. Before we dive into this week's episode, I'd like to remind you to join me live every Wednesday and Sunday for my YouTube live stream shows when we have Elvis fan chats, an Elvis fan of the month quiz with monthly prizes up for grabs, and I pick my Elvis song of the week. In part one of my interview with Judy Palmer Benderwald, she told me about becoming an Elvis fan, meeting Elvis at Graceland, and the pictures she took of Elvis and Priscilla when they brought newly born Lisa Marie home from the hospital. In the second part, she picks up the story in June 1968 when she attended the taping of the NBC TV special that's referred to by some as the comeback special. I'm so jealous. Uh, the first time <laughs> the first time you saw Elvis live was, and you can tell everybody. It was for the 68 TV special. Wow. And we had sent for tickets to NBC and... We had student um, back then. Everything was you had to do it on the cheap because you didn't have any money. So we had these student fairs. We flew down. We stayed with a girlfriend, another Elvis fan down there, and so we had tickets for both Thursday and Saturday shows. But Thursday night there were two shows filmed, and you know you now know how the setup was with the half circle stadium type seating. Yes, and then the stage. Well, on Thursday night, this, um, we were in the stadium seated, but it was away from the stage. And so we watched that show, and but it was like he was there, and we were over here. So I didn't get to actually see. I heard, the, heard him, and I could see him, but I couldn't be close. Yeah. So I remember thinking of that song, what is that song? You're going up, you're going down, which, you know, <laughs> I tried to think of what was the name. We've never heard that song before. Oh, yeah, ba Baby, What You Want Me To Do, I think it's Yeah, called. but yeah. all we know is called, it's going up, you're going down. Yeah. And so then Saturday night came, and we were in line, and I can still feel being in that line and feeling the sun on me. I mean, it's a weird feeling. I remember being in that line. And usually you think that when you go to, back then you could send away for tickets to go to, you know, the Share show or now the Ellen show and so forth. And usually you're in an audience and then they're on a stage down below. Well, we came in to that half circle stadium seating with that, with the stage right there. And so there was the three of us as, as we walked in and Mr. Finkel was on stage and he said to me, sit here. And he put me right on the corner, and I and I was looking up, and there was this huge camera over the top of the stage, and I thought, gee, I'm not even going to be able to see him, you know? But here I was, right there on the corner, and then when he walked out, I mean, it was like, gosh, you can't even imagine what that was like. Um, he's there in front of you. Mm. And I likened to the... I, I was looking... Uh, about a week ago, I was looking at the 40th anniversary show. And now we know Elvis was really nervous. And we were really, really nervous. Um, but we were watch I was looking at that show. And when he first came out, 
and he, you could tell he looked nervous. And then everybody screamed, and he got that twinkle in his eye, and he looked just like, yep, I got him in the palm of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was right there. And I could say he knew he was back, but except somebody told Elvis, well, the comeback special, and Elvis said, hey, I never left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm never comfortable with calling it the comeback special because I, I mean, I know, yeah. I, I know why people are saying that, but you know, they're, they're quite correct, really. He was never away. He was just doing something completely he never different. Was. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's like they said, you know, that all the movies. We look back at those movies, and now you can say this about it and that. But you know what? We were fans getting to know him through the music and then through the movies. He carried us through the movies and then that brought us through into seeing him in person and the shows. And he, we grew up with him. And, he, and that was just part of our life, seeing those movies. That was the only way we got to see Elvis and it was exciting. It was just like seeing him in person. Yeah, yeah, so. he's right, yeah. Now, uh, for anybody that wants to look for you, uh, we're, we're talking of actually June the 29th, the stand-up shows, because he, he did four shows, you're quite mm -hmm. correct. Two of them were sit-down and two of them were stand-up. The stand-up show, um, they had two shows, but they left everyone in there. Hmm. So it was a combination of two shows, but you got to stay in there for both. Hmm. The other one, they took people out in between the shows. So I got to be, you know, we got to be in there the entire time. And then they would do things like adjusting his mic and, and he would do the tiptoe through the tulips and MacArthur's park and yeah. my boy, my boy and Moby Dick and all that. And, you know, it was just so much fun. And, you know, um, cause he probably felt a little uncomfortable trying to entertain people up there. Hmm. Um, but it was, it was so fun to know we didn't have to leave. So we were there the whole time. I'm on the corner, and it's like the semicircle, and then the stage, and then the orchestra. I'm on the corner, on the right-hand corner. If you're looking from the stands, I'm on the right-hand corner. And then behind me would be, I guess, the orchestra behind there. Mm -hmm. So it's four corners. I'm in a blue dress. I have black glasses. And... There's another girl next to me with a blue dress. And now, after 50 years, I met her uh, through Facebook. Wow. And so, so funny because somebody said, another fan that I wrote to for years in Los Angeles, she said, Well, you know who that is, the other girl in the blue dress, don't you? And I go, No. She goes, Well, she's Mary's sister. And I used to write to Mary, and Mary used to go up to Hillcrest and take pictures. She and I corresponded. I have her pictures. I never knew her sister Pam until just recently. Yeah, that's something else, isn't it? The so that was the, a funny. Yeah, the power of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool. What um, through all the years and everything, you know. And she even got a piece of the tape. See, they put tape to keep Elvis's um, suit, you know, the leather jacket mm. taped down so that it didn't move around. And she, he gave her a piece of the tape when he was walking off stage, and she kept it, you know, for all those years. So, 
So as I, as anyway. I said, I, I was I was very jealous. I'm 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 jealous of anybody that that saw Elvis. But uh, the '68 comeback special was only the first of many times you saw him. In fact, you saw him over sixty times, didn't you? Let's see. Um, I saw almost seventy shows over um, from. I guess it would be 69, mm-hmm. not counting the 68 special, from 69 in Vegas through um, 1976. And I saw 10 out of 14 of the Vegas shows. Um, some of them, it's like my mother passed away, and I lived at home and helped take care of my um, my dad and my um, brothers and sisters. So I wasn't able to go to a couple of them because of that. So um, at any rate, I... Um, most of the times, like in Vegas 69, that was another absolutely incredible moment to go to Vegas in 69. And then also, I always went the last of the engagements because when I left Memphis in 68, everybody was still doing things. Elvis came out, I got my friends got pictures of him and so on. And so I went the end of the engagement. So he wasn't going to be there anymore <laughs> when I left. So, 69, I saw six shows. The, that was the first time I got a kiss. And so during that concert, that show, he did uh, Hey Jude. And so one of the, con- one of the, usually he would go over to the sides, as you saw, and that's the way it is. He would go to the sides because the people in the middle were usually the high rollers where at the very end it come in and be seated uh, or people, the high chippers and stuff. Mm-hmm. He always went to the sides for the fans. And so, but I was sitting to a little to the side and I had, I was right on the um, stage. This particular song of Hey Jude, he started to walk right across the stage to me. Now he wasn't going along, you know, with hands and everything. He walked right to me singing Hey Jude. And I just looked at my, I felt like, oh my gosh, she's coming right here. (laughs) And I just, I was scared to death. I was petrified. And he came over and he took my hand and helped me stand up. And he went, and gave me this big kiss. And I think I just about fell over. And um, then, you know, you can't describe, you know, so you can't write it in a, in an article or anything. But anyway, then I, the next thing I knew was he was singing, Are You Lonesome Tonight? And I was just sitting there crying. Because wow. here's another first. First time I I saw him sing, and now I first time I got a kiss. So that was really cool. Um, tell me about the formula that you discovered for taking photographs of him on stage without uh, alerting the security. Okay, so um, I, I worked for a camera store, and um, then when Elvis started going to Vegas, I didn't. I, you weren't allowed to take pictures and flash pictures. You couldn't take them. If you took a camera in, they would hit, you know, take it away. And you, nine times out of ten, you could not have the camera back. Mm. So, um, so I decided in about '71, I got better. I got a 35 millimeter camera. That's when 400 ASA slide film came out. Before that, there was nothing that fast of the speed to be able to um, catch things with available light. And then I practiced at local 
uh, concerts here in Spokane to perfect because you have to have it at 150, 25th of a second, or you can't stop it in action, the, the person on the stage. But you, then you always have to worry about the lighting because you're just going with whatever lighting is there. You can't re- really get a reading on it. But I perfected it down to 400 ASA film, 120th of a second, 400 ASA film. And um, then I had um, at F2.8, and then um, I used a 135 telephoto lens. And so once I got, in 19, I, first one I just, pictures I took were in 71, and they were just on the fly real quick because I was pretty scared to have my camera taken away. Mm. And I had this big uh, leather bag that I wore. It was like 70s bucket bag. And I had uh, a cassette tape recorder in there and a 35 millimeter camera and a telephoto lens. Can you imagine? Um, and so, <laughs> and you've got these nice clothes on as you're wearing gowns and stuff into this. And I'm wearing this leather. I'm mean, nowadays. I sure question that. Um, and so um, I just put the tape, leave the tape recorder in the bag and put the microphone with a um, napkin over the top of it. So we recorded the shows. And then in '72. And we got seated right in front of him, in the front, middle, and back a couple of seats on this, on the, you know, because you've seen the tables, how they go. Well, and then I had a a 35 millimeter lens, a 135 telephoto. So I took these pictures. How I did that, I just don't even know. Because I'm sitting right in front of him. All the lights are going to be shining right there course probably everybody's looking at Elvis instead of me mm. so I took I used to go over to LA and see Virginia Cruz over there and so I took my roll of film over to a Kodak place over there when we got the pictures back we darn near fainted because usually you got these teeny tiny little pictures of Elvis that were almost undescribable you know you can hardly see them and this is when I got those pictures of him in the blue suit and they were just so magnificent, and he was just fabulous. Well, after that, it went round the world. You know, Sandy Pichon said when she saw me the next, you know, in 2008, she said, 400 ASA, F28 at 125th of a second, and, you know, and she said once we got that formula, it went around the world. Everybody could do it, yeah. you know, yeah. so... Now, I, I've seen I've yeah. seen these photographs and they're absolutely superb. And there's a lot more uh, of the photographs you've taken of Elvis in concert in your book. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, so, and the thing is, it's like you, Steve. I never got paid for any of those things either. Um, I went down to a t-shirt shop because they had these iron-on t-shirts down in Los Angeles uh-huh. that you used to do. And so I was into this t-shirt shop in LA the next year, and that was my picture from Vegas. And I said, oh, I took that picture. And they go, oh, well, that's nice. And then it was on the Kung Fu magazine. So if nothing else, it's kind of cool that I I have these things, that I did these things, and it's my work. But, um, you know, like you, I'm not in it to make money. (laughs) Mm. I'm in it to enjoy. And it's like sending and trading pictures over the years with the different fans across the world. 
The last time you saw um, Elvis live, I believe, was in Spokane. Was it uh, April 27th, 1976? Okay, so I saw him in Portland in November of 76. But I flew over. Yeah, I flew over overnight. I flew over at night. I gave him, from the stage, I gave him a a composite of pictures I gave him in a framed... um, in a frame and I got a scarf, but it wasn't, um, I can't think of anything really outstanding that I could say about the show that it was, you know, just like the ones that I had been thought in Spokane. Hmm. So really the last time I could really say would be in Spokane, um, April 27th, 76. And when he was here in 73, there were guards in the front of the stage police officers and you couldn't go toward the stage and so I decided I went to Portland um, the day before he was here in 76 and they were um, excuse me in Seattle I went to Seattle April 26 and they were allowing people up to the stage and I thought okay when he comes to Spokane tomorrow because we had to drive 300 miles home um, I'm going to be the first one up to the stage so when I, when he started to do um, uh, Love Me, I think it was, and he looked at me and smiled and he said, um, he just, he, he says, uh, what do you want, honey? And I said, a kiss and a scarf. And now that that CD from Spokane is out, I can hear that and I can hear um, right when I got my kiss. Yeah, I, I listened to that uh, CD yesterday. And it's when he starts singing "Love Me," um, and and, yeah. and and you're quite correct. It's it's quite a loud kiss. It's it's like a a very loud smacking sound, and you can tell the exact yeah. second you get your kiss. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, Linda Thompson said Elvis had his lips were like two giant puffy marshmallows, and I said she nailed it because yeah. I was always trying to think how do you explain his kiss, and she that was just perfect. Um, I got a kiss in Vegas in uh, 70, and um, he bent down, you know, one of those kisses where he he, uh, he stood on the table, and I was like third person in, and he stood on the table and put his foot down on the table and pulled me over to him and kissed me. And the lights from the balcony and everything were on and I was just thinking oh my gosh because he's just right there and the lights on him it was just too much (laughs) Uh, I would imagine it's a a huge adrenaline rush oh yeah yeah you just and then when we got the scarves the first time 71 he wasn't really giving out scarves so much like he did later it was lots of scarves Hmm. but he would save it and just be one and my three girlfriends Two of my girlfriends and myself got a scarf, and boy, wearing those out of the uh, showroom was quite a deal, you know, to get that scarf. So uh, I have a picture of all three of us with our scarves on. Um, But anyway, both shows in Spokane in 73 and 76, he did just phenomenal shows. And I was so proud of him. And in 73, when he came here, people had always thought, oh, a crazy Elvis fan, you know. But when they saw him and he sang just such a beautiful show, 
it was everybody talked about it. Um, and so it made you so proud and that people could see what you had seen for so long. Um, in 73, I, I had a 16 by 20 framed in a, in a, a frame to send backstage to him between the shows. And Mr. Distin put it on an easel backstage between the first show and the second show. When he was doing Johnny Be Good during the second show, he walked over to the piano and he was drying his face on this towel from the uh, Red Path Hotel where he was staying. And he wiped it all over his face. And then he turned it. I was in the front row both both shows, right, in the same seat. And he turned and he looked right at me and he winked and smiled, like, thank you for the picture, and wow. threw it to me. I mean, that was that was even cooler because not only did they had thought I was crazy, but now I got the I got the towel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. even cooler for everybody to see my friends see that. You've still so. got the scarves and, and the towel, yes? Yes, I still have those. People ask me, they write and say, do you know anybody that would sell an autograph? But the ones I have are special to me. Yes. And so, I mean, I suppose if you had a bunch of, autographs that Elvis had autographed over the years, but, you know, mm. um, the ones I have are, are special to me. Yes. So. Okay. Um, we, we have to, uh, we have to mention obviously, uh, unfortunately Elvis's death. Um, where were okay. you? And, and do you remember, uh, when you heard that he'd passed away? Yeah, well, actually I had a new job and I was a grocery checker. And so, and they said, I had a phone call, but I couldn't go take the phone call. They said, when you get a break, you can go out and make the phone call. Okay, so then I went out to the phone booth, and I called, and Brenda said, Judy, and I said, is it Elvis? And she said, yes. We just knew something was wrong the last year or so, um, and we just I just knew it was Elvis. Mm. And so when... We went out to dinner that night, um, not really to dinner, but just to get together and talk. And there was maybe five of us. And the entire uh, restaurant was quiet. And you could hear people say, Elvis died today. And it was almost a reverent thing. It was like our generation that was, you know, yeah. it suddenly makes you feel really old. Like... Um, there was part of and one band says I just couldn't handle it because part of me died. I, and so um, that's just kind of how I felt too. And then I didn't get to go back to the funeral. I just had a new job. And then when I went back in 2008 to Memphis, um, when I did my book, I Carla, my editor, and then she put me in touch with Mike Freeman, and Mike Freeman became my publisher. And we um, went to Memphis in 2000, I went to Memphis in 2008. And when I went to uh, Graceland, um, it was just, you know, when you actually go to somebody's gravesite, you know, when they live away far away, it's like they never really died. Not that you're in denial, but it's like mm -hmm. it never really happened. Mm -hmm. But once you're there, it, it all hit me. 
And I know I went to Graceland a couple of times, and when I went then, and when I went over to the um, and watched and was looking at the jumpsuits, I just had tears streaming down my face because involuntarily I just started crying because I saw them in so many of those. Yes. And then at that time they had a real this car museum was smaller, and they had this stuff there. And they had my picture that I had taken of the day they he got the studs in Los Angeles in October of 70. I was there, and so I went into the museum, and there's my picture on the placard of the studs, and there's the studs. And that was another thing that made me cry because of the memory of being there those, that, that time. And then I went over to England to be part of the British um, fan club's um, September um, party thing that they do. And it's funny how you don't you, you, you don't realize that you suppress these feelings. And after I talked, then I went into the bathroom to change, and uh, they had introduced me to these three ladies, very nice ladies, and we've become still friends now. And I went into the bathroom and I changed and I came out and one of the ladies came in because I, I was crying and and um, this one lady came in and said, Judy, are you okay? So I started to talk to her about that and I think all of a sudden the reality of it set in and all those memories of Elvis and everything came up and then it, the whole, the, the grief overwhelmed me at that moment. And so then after a, about 15 minutes, the other lady comes in and said, Judy, are you okay in here? And the blow dryers are going off from, and the doors are slamming. <laughs> <laughs> the other lady comes in and she goes, are you girls okay in here? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a fun experience when you look back on it. They just took me under their wing and took me out for dinner that night. And we sat in this little pub and just became best friends and laughed and shared Elvis. That's just how Elvis fans are. Yeah. You don't know them, you meet them, and you're lifelong friends. Yeah. And he's, he's amazing how he's put people together in our lives, isn't he? he, he uh, he's, it's, a, it's a family. Uh, Elvis fans are like one big family. Yeah, when, when I went back in 2008, and I, and I, at that time I really wasn't into uh, tribute artists because I had seen Elvis and that was kind of frozen in my mind with the precious memories I had for him. Mm. Well, when we went to the Elvis Presley uh, uh, Hard Rock Cafe, uh, Terry, Terry Michael Jeffries was there and they and I happened to meet, meet two of the girls that used to be in my fan club years before. So we sat together, my other friends sat at another table well, so one of my fun things that happened that night was there was a Japanese, uh, a table of Japanese Elvis fans that were there, probably took up maybe 20, 20 or 30 people there. And they were in the front, and then we were all around. He was singing songs all evening. And then he sang Drums of the Islands. Now, from, you know, how many people even know the song Drums of the Islands, mm-hmm. right? And when he sang that, everybody was on their feet. And, and uh, you know, plotting to the music and everything. And it was just such an Elvis fan deal. 
it was exciting to be part of it all. Um, later, I they said, well, you know, you should meet Carrie. And so I went up and, and I just said to him, you know, this is the most fun I've had since Elvis died. And he just, he just stood up and gave me a big hug and said how much that meant to him. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, you know, getting together with the fans in Denmark, it's, it, it was just like being back in Vegas. It's so much fun. The same in England. Yeah. Um, it, and then running in, in Memphis, I run into fans from England there um, and seeing the fans in, in Memphis. It's, it's just so much fun to get together. It's like being back in Vegas again. I've always said that the Elvis fans are the best fans in the world. I'm I'm biased because I'm a huge Elvis fan, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I do firmly believe Elvis fans are the best in the world. They are, they are, and they they used to. In fact, somebody quoted something about that back back in Vegas. The Elvis Presley fans are are the kindest, nicest people in Las Vegas. Mm. So um, that was a, a cool thing, and that's true. We, we've mentioned your book uh, quite a few times along the way, obviously. Uh, it's My Treasured Memories of Elvis. Uh, I think it was first published in June 2009. Uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. quite, it's quite a large format book, isn't it? It's uh, 8 inches by 11. Uh, includes mm-hmm. an awful lot of the photographs and more that we've uh, discussed. But I think it's becoming a bit of a, a collector's item now, is it? It's quite rare to find. Uh, is, is it still available? Well... I only have about 10 copies left, and I think Mike has only about the same. Um, and um, the, the thing is, is, over the years, we did them in 2009, and Mike Freeman was heavily connected to a lot of the European fan clubs, and they bought up some of the books when we first got them, mm-hmm. took them over there and sold them to their fan, you know, fan clubs and so forth over there. But, um, yeah, now... I. There was one on Amazon the other day, eight hundred dollars. Wow. Now, number one, I who's going to pay eight hundred dollars for it? You know, and who's selling it for eight hundred dollars? Mm. But then again, um, on eBay recently, one of my candid pictures sold for ninety dollars. A candid picture that's been in a scrapbook. That's mm. not even a current picture. Mm. You know, mm. um, that isn't. You know, I've never done it to make money off of Elvis, you know, not to put anybody down that they did, but I never charged that kind of money for that. But the book, um, when our book came out, it was, the thing that was really cool is uh, my girlfriend had always told me, another Elvis fan, you need to put these together in a book and you need to write your stories down. And then for what a blessing to have everybody put their time in for free. You know, um, one girl did all got all my negatives and pictures up to speed. Uh, Carla was an editor, so she did all the editing. Mike did a, was a publisher. I found a printer. And then Mike knew Betty Harper, and he gave her the cover of the magazine and said, would you like, could you make uh, the cover up for her? And she sent me up 12 copies of d- different uh, graphics on it, and um, I just picked from whatever I wanted. And to have... Betty, I mean, Betty, she volunteered her talent, you know, as part of the project. And she says, thank you for allowing me to be part of your wonderful book. So, and then what she did is the front of the book and then the back of the book is a picture of Elvis in 74. 
I went to the Tom Jones show, pretty much figuring that Elvis would be at the Tom Jones show the day after he closed. And he, um, we were sitting across the aisle from him. And when Tom Jones introduced him, Elvis stood up and looked toward the balcony. And I have this picture with his head up. And then Betty, about a month after we got the book, book published, she sent me this. And she said, what do you think of this? And she put the front of the book cover with the headshot of him behind it. And it's a composite and it almost has a spiritual feel to it. It's just so cool. Um, I ended up making that picture into a quite a large poster-sized print and framing it and sending it to Graceland for the 35th anniversary. And um, I had wanted to incorporate flowers somehow, and I couldn't. So um, I ended up printing it, and then I just wrote my treasured memories of Elvis, We Miss You, and then put the four of us, Betty and Mike and Carla and I, and they put it right by Vernon's grave, leaned up against the wrought iron gate there. And then somebody went up to the walk-up on that evening, um, and they took pictures. And Graceland and Priscilla and Lisa had bouquets, large bouquets. And one of them was right by my picture. So I ended up having flowers by mine. <laughs> wow, that's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen the picture of Elvis being introduced uh, uh, at the Tom Jones uh, concert, and it's 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 a it's a beautiful picture because all you can see actually is Elvis's face outlined against the blackness. Uh, it's a lovely yeah, photograph. Yeah, that was so cool. And then he went on stage after a bit. You know, after a little while, they had closed off his eye on, and it got kind of crazy. Um, so then he left. He went out through the entrance, goes toward the stage. And so we thought, okay, he's gone. Ah, then he pops up on stage. And um, it was um, just amazing. And then here I am with my camera, and I took a picture of Tom Jones, and then I took pictures with Elvis. Because composition, you try to always put your subject in the middle, but um, I should have put both of them together in a picture instead, you know? Yeah. Have, have you ever seen that interview with Bill Medley? I don't think I have, no. Well, there's a net, um, this kind of is, was cool to me. Um, Bill Medley talked about he knew Elvis for many years, you know, he in Memphis and had been to his house and everything. And he was in um, Vegas and how Elvis, you know, he'd be in the small room, Elvis would be in the big room. And a couple of times Elvis came up behind him while he was on stage and just walk up and say hi. Well, then it, they find out later that he's going to be at the next, they're all waiting to see, is he going to come to the midnight show? And so halfway through the show, Elvis walks on and a bunch of guys come behind him and go, hi, 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 oh, I'm walking through, you know. <laughs> so then he talked about how he became a really good friend of Elvis and so he'd go up to the dressing room quite often and talk to him. And this just totally, but even the people that knew him, were amazed at who Elvis Presley, the entertainer, was because he said he was, Elvis says, hey, come on, walk up the stage with me. And he said he was standing at the side of the stage and they were getting him ready and fixing the hair and making sure he was all right. And, you know, everything was just perfect. And he says he got that music going in the background, 2001 and everything going on out there and the music's building. And he said, and I 
Elvis walks out and he says, I stood there and thought, oh my gosh, that's Elvis Presley. You know, Elvis was just so down to earth, but look at who he was when he was on stage. Yeah. So dynamic. Exactly. Yeah. There was, there was such a a contrast between him uh, when he was on stage and when he was uh, just, you know, being uh, a normal guy, you know, he was, he would, a lot of people said he was very, very shy off stage. He was very, very shy. Yeah. And, um, of course, I didn't. I didn't notice him being shy because I was petrified most of the time, or, or nervous. Anyway, um, one of the neat things is my girlfriend um, met him backstage in um, August of '70, and she had taken pictures in, in um, uh, um, let's see, July of '70, and she'd taken this one picture of him in the floral shirt. And yeah. she gave that to me for my birthday. She took it backstage in 11 by 14 and had Elvis autograph it. And the thing about it that was so amazing to me is that when she, she asked him to autograph it to Judy Palmer, he said, she has the fan club in Washington, right? And, you know, I, you, know you just never really think that Elvis would remember you. Yeah, that's, I had that, given that's him amazing. pictures from the stage and things like that. You yeah. just don't. You don't put that together, That's you right. know. Because I mean, of all the thousands of people he must have met in his lifetime, and he remembers things like that. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, and I, I've just been so blessed and so lucky. The other day, somebody put a a video on on Facebook. I I just was this even blew me away. Elvis was, you know, how high the stages were. Some of those concerts out, yeah. you know, when he toured, and this girl came to the stage. And he actually says, wait a minute, and, and he actually does a um, push-up to get down to her. He goes, wait a minute, he puts the mic down, he, puts the, he goes down and does it and does a push-up to get up. <laughs> and I go, now that would be a memorable kiss. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's and, right. and recently, I don't know if you've seen on my, on my page, somebody posted pictures from San Diego, I think it is, 1970 in November, and I... See, I tell everybody in Vegas in, in 1970, the shows that I saw were so much wilder than that's the way it is. And if you see that video of him two months later in San Diego, that's the most like I saw him in 70. He was just absolutely wild. It was incredible. I don't know whether he toned it so, down a little bit for the cameras or not, you know, maybe. Uh, but th- then you would have thought he would have wanted to play up to the cameras. <laughs> Yeah, and and then again, he might have just been um, figuring it out at yeah. that point, and then yeah, but then he probably just got crazy, you know, <laughs> doing whatever he wanted to do after that. And and in '71, it was just so funny because he did that 2001 A Space Odyssey thing, and Charlie, at one point, he says, "Hey, play that music again," and so they play the 2001 music, and he has it back turned from the audience and he turns around and he's got this ape mask on (laughs) (laughs) the whole audience just fell out (laughs) and he turns around and looks over and charlie's got one on now you know so i mean the things like that the one of my favorite things i i still remember was he was doing don't cry daddy and he was being silly and tickled and he got to this one point at the end and he goes you know, gets almost at the end, and he goes, oh, man, i got to end this song. And he goes, sing it, Charlie, and Charlie couldn't sing it either, you know, <laughs> and they were 
And I thought, oh, man, I got to end this song. And he just barely pulled. He was laughing so hard he couldn't couldn't quit giggling. He, he had a great laugh, an infectious laugh. There's, there's, uh, there's an Are You Lonesome Tonight uh, record, oh, recording, yes, isn't I, there? I've where, heard where it. He, he, oh, he just yes. fits of laughter, fits of laughter. Isn't that just fun? Yes, yes, it is. It was so fun. He, his laughter was so wonderful. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get your book, they can visit the Facebook page, uh, My Treasured Members of Elvis. Is that correct? I, you know, they could write to me. I only have a few left. I have to check with Mike and see what he has. Um, I know um, John Daly in Memphis, the Elvis Pond Shop. A couple people said that they have bought them from him. Um, but at this point, I I really don't have the money to reprint the book, mm. you know, so as many, it would be nice if I could turn them in and print a hundred copies, but I could only afford to do like 10 yeah. at a time. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, it's like I said, I'm rare and vintage all at the same time now, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. You know, in the beginning you think, well, will you be able to sell 2000 books? And now they're almost gone. Yeah. So exactly. if somebody really wanted it, they could probably write to me or Mike Freeman, and I can check with Mike and see if he has any left. Okay. So, But a girl from France just wrote to me and said she had my book, so I don't know where she purchased hers. Yeah, I would imagine probably maybe somebody that had it hmm. is selling theirs on eBay or something. Yes. Mike has, um, on, they have had them on Amazon where they do audiobooks where you can... I don't know, $1.99 or something, and have the audio book of it. Oh, yes. I think he's still doing that, Mike, and word of mouth. It's cool. Mike had my book for sale at um, uh, Boulevard Souvenirs and at Sun Records and um, Poplar Tunes. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of cool to be have my book at those places for sale, and that was a lot of Mike's doing. You know, Mike, you probably know Mike Freeman. He... Uh, used to own Elvis's Audubon house. Yes, that's right. And yeah. super nice guy. Very, very nice guy. He, he, I think he had it for like eight years. Yeah. And uh, super, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. You re- and he's done a couple books on Elvis himself too. Well, Judy, yeah. it, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. It really has. I could speak to you all day. Uh, I'm sure there's still <laughs> other stories you could tell me. Maybe we should do a part two yeah. to this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there are definitely a lot of funny story, stories um, around Elvis fans sharing stories and crazy things you, that you get into, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, he he, he had a wicked yeah. sense of humor as well, didn't he? he? He had a really good sense of humor. In fact, I often think, actually, if I'd have ever met Elvis, we would have got on well because we have the same kind of crazy sort of humor. Yeah, very witty. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, very witty. A quick quick wit yes yes right? he was yeah and i can and you're you're good with people as well steve thank you very much thank you very much yeah. well thank yeah. you very much for coming on the show it's been a, as i said it's been a great pleasure and uh, take care of yourself and and i'd love to speak to you again sometime yeah i'd love that thank Thanks. you steve okay thank you very much uh-huh, uh-huh. bye-bye A huge thank you to Judy for joining me on the show to share her memories of Elvis with us. As mentioned, her book, My Treasured Memories of Elvis, is available by contacting Judy through her Facebook page. 
Don't forget you can join me live on the YouTube channel every Wednesday and Sunday for fan chats, news and reviews, and the Elvis Fan of the Month quiz with prizes on offer. I also name my Elvis Song of the Week. Until next time, stay safe, and I hope you can join me again for another episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. <laughs>